Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast. Right, welcome into another edition of the Patreon Nation Podcast. Your boy Pat Lane here, as always, with my guy Matt St. Jean. And this episode, as always, is brought to you by FanDuel, which is the official wage wagering partner of CLNS. And of course, you can go to fanduel.com slash Boston to sign up now. All right, the 53-man roster has been announced. The initial 53-man roster, because we know, and this is a guarantee, of course, this year that the that the fifty three man roster is going to look very different uh, in just a few days, never mind a few weeks. And so, Matt, what were your what were your initial takeaways when you were like, you know, of course, some news dropped, and we were like, whoa, a little surprising. What were, what were the initial takeaways from you? Well, I think when you go into making a roster projection, you always assume, all right, they're going to keep at least this many guys at this position and at least this many guys at this position. And you start doing math and you figure out, all right, here's our roster battles. Here's where everything is going to go. And every time we do that, we completely forget that Bill Belichick is a madman and he will absolutely keep the bare minimum in a position. If he thinks the other guys suck. Um, and that's kind of what I think we saw today, um, you know, going light at some positions and, this was just, you know, we're going by performance. And some guys have not played that well. And there's no reason to hang on to them if you don't think they're going to be good players. So depth chart looks a little bare in some spots right now. That won't be the case on September 10th. And I'm curious to see how the shuffling looks. You know, who goes on IR? Who goes on, uh, I don't know, who gets cut? Right. I think I think quarterback and running back are the two that stand out the most there. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. You look at it and think, obviously, you can't roster a team. You can't field a team with one quarterback. You can't go into a game with two running backs. You, you just you can't do that, right? And so, we understand that things are going to change, right? But it looks it looks very different than what it will look like uh, again going into Week One against Philadelphia on September tenth. We're talking about a whole month from now. I mean, it's not even September yet. We got tons of time uh, to figure things out. By the way. I might sound a little echoey. I am finally, finally, after a very long summer back home uh, in my brand new finished basement. But the only thing is I'm the only thing down here in this brand new finished basement. So it's literally just me in this big echo chamber. Um, so you may hear a little bit of an echo for the next week or two uh, uh, until we get some until we get some stuff in here. We're all here to watch the Pats rebuilding, both the team and you. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Pretty soon I got my Marcus Jones jersey. Yeah, we'll see. What, you know, so. But uh, but no, anyways, you know, I think I think that's where we start, right, is at QB, right? If we start at QB, obviously the news of Bailey Zappi. Zappi gets released. Of course, then we thought, 
maybe, you know, the way the news trickled out, we thought maybe old Malik Cunningham will get the job. Nope, he gets cut too. Trace McSorley got cut yesterday. And so one quarterback on the active roster to start on the 53-man initial roster. And you look at it and think, that's crazy. And you can't keep one quarterback. And obviously we understand that. But when you take a closer look at it, I think Zappi really struggled in the preseason. And and people, it was a fourth-round pick from last year. You're going to give up on a fourth-round pick. You gave up on another fourth-round pick in Pierre Strong, blah, 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 whatever, right? We see these guys come out. But at the end of the day, Bailey Zappi's not getting signed by anyone. And, and even if he does get signed by someone, you're not losing a competent NFL starter. I think you saw what you're going to see from Bailey Zappi. And listen, he played well in spurts last year. I guess, but like, you know, even the Bears game, people are like, oh, well, you know, he had some throws. No, he didn't. He had Jacoby Myers wide open for a touchdown and threw a terrible pass that Myers somehow made a catch and turned it into a touchdown. And, you know, some of those other games, he's just running play action and guys are running wide open, right? He's not making these great throws, these great drives. So to me, look, I I think Zappi can be a, a, a fine backup quarterback, but that's all he's going to be. And Malik Cunningham, for all the excitement that Malik Cunningham gave us in quarter four of game one of the preseason, realistically, no one is putting him on the active roster right now. It's just not happening. No one's doing that. And, you know, if they want to, like, it's especially when you look at what happened uh, in the finale against Tennessee – the quarterback play was not good at any point. And you can right. blame offensive line. You can blame not having weapons out there. But Zappi fumbled the ball three times. He had no ball security. His throws weren't on point. Malik Cunningham, you know, I think it says a lot that they're not giving him these looks until the end of the game. And they're forcing it at receiver with him. They're trying to get him to be a receiver. Yeah. And that's not working. Um, so, like, you know, if somebody wants to roster one of those guys, like if that's if that's the Bailey Zappi you were going to get as a backup to Mac Jones, you're you're not going to do that well. So why not see what else is out there? This isn't saying that they don't like Zappi, they don't think he can be something. It's he's not that good right now, and he's you know he's bad enough that you got to see what your other options are. Because if Max out for two games, you don't they don't like their chances with Zappi and Cunningham. You know he's not making the team as a receiver. Right. It's just not. And at quarterback, he's not he's not there yet. I, I still I see the potential. I want to get him back in the building, but he's not there yet. And if somebody wants to take one of those two guys and say, we want them, we want them on our roster. We want to see what can happen. Good luck. I hope those guys work out. I hope it works out. But it's not worth keeping guys around who you just don't who aren't there yet. You know, there's only so many spots. A hundred percent, right? hundred percent. And, and, you know, Murph is in the chat here saying, you know, Cunningham to the practice squad and sign Will Greer, right? Which I think is an interesting name too. That Skywalker mentions Carson Wentz and Colt McCoy, Shooter McGavin 18 mentions Wentz as well. These are guys that aren't going to play anywhere else. They're guys that you can roster as your back quarterback. I personally don't like Carson Wentz. I just don't, I don't think you need him. But Colt McCoy is a guy that's been a backup in a lot of different places can be a veteran in the room with Mac Jones. Yeah. Look, if Mac goes down, this is all obviously assuming that we that Mac plays the way that we think he's going to play, or that some think he's going to play. If Mac goes down, you're screwed anyways. So like, it doesn't matter if it's Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham or Carson Wentz or Colt McCoy or Will Greer. It doesn't matter. There's going to be a precipitous drop off from there. 
that was going to happen anyways, even with Zappi as the backup quarterback. So, you know, you move on, you figure it out. And if Zappi can come back on the practice squad, great. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't, right? And so they did say they released both those guys, but they were looking and hopeful that they'd get them back on the practice squad. Don't know if they will, but hopefully they won't. Yeah, and there's, I mean, we'll see what happens out in Vegas, but, like, Brian Hoyer is, like, QB3 there, and, like, I don't know if you know Bill O'Brien. If you want a guy who's just going to give you a professional in the room who can execute the bare bones of your offense, I don't hate the, the idea there. I think you want a veteran. Like, I don't hate the idea of Will Greer, but he's a younger guy. I think you want an established veteran, and then, Carson Wentz, I, I like it in theory in that he probably has the highest upside of any of the options we're talking about. But that also comes with a risk in that, you know, if Mac is your guy, you don't necessarily want to bring in a guy with that pedigree who might try to make it a quarterback battle. And you don't know what he's going to say publicly. And if he doesn't get bought in, you don't want any locker room issues or, or you know, splitting the locker room over the quarterback. Right. Um, and... Yeah, I don't think we want a recreation of the the fans yelling "zappy, zappy." Well, Max out there, but with Carson Wentz next year, um, right? And and if I you're think have a backup. It's got to be a guy who knows he's a backup, right? And also, Carson Wentz stinks. Like, if he's yeah. going to be, you know, bellyaching about being the backup quarterback and whatever, like, he's not good. We know he's not good. So, like, you know, it's one thing if you bring in a guy that you think might be good, you know, as your dad says, bring TB twelve back, but. um you know, I I'll just, be there week one. <laughs> so, but you know, it is what it is. Nathan Rourke, that's my guy. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, right, I, it's a name I'd heard thrown around too. I don't know anything about him other than the name. I um, mean, what a great friggin' throw that was! Are you kidding me? That throw alone yeah. should have got him on the on the uh, at least on the roster. I thought, but anyways. Yeah. So all right, let's let's move away from quarterback. Obviously, we know Mac Jones to be the number one. Who's gonna be the backup? We don't know. Your guess is as good as my guess, is as good as Matt's guess, as good as anyone else's guess. It could be Brian Hoyer again. It could be Nick Foles. It could be Nathan Rourke. It could be Carson Wentz. It could be any of these guys. It could be some other guy that we don't even know. You know, could be me. You never know. Yeah, I do have a pretty good arm. My arm is all right. You know what I mean? I can I can sling it a bit. Um, (laughs) I'm not quite tall enough though to play the position. I don't believe. Uh, But anyways, um, you can play. You can be the mobile quarterback. Yeah. Well, I'm not very mobile (laughs) either, so I don't know how that's gonna work. But you know, nevertheless. Um, So I, I think. The next position is running back, and running back's another one where you look at it and say you can't you can't fill the team with two running backs, right? You just you can't do that. We understand there's some roster shuffling that's going to go on, but it's just Ramondre and Zeke. Of course, they trade Pierre Strong yesterday, right? Yesterday for yeah, yeah for Tyrone Wheatley, Tyrone Wheatley, yeah, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. Which I think Tyrone Wheatley, I thought I thought Tyrone Wheatley played for for um, Bill, but I don't think he did. Anyways. No, he didn't. There was another Wheatley that they drafted who, who played at one point, a corner. Oh, okay. All right. I thought it was Ty- – I thought yeah. – I know Tyron Wheatley played for the Giants, um, but he must have been oh, there after Oh, you know what? You know what? I'm, think- I'm thinking in New England. They might no, have, no, no. He might have played for Bill there. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. I should have done this before. See, look at this. What, what? This is yeah. terrible. Uh, great, great podcasting. Yeah. Terrible podcasting already. Let's see. <laughs> He was with the Giants from 95 to 98. No, Bill was already gone. So, yeah. um, but nevertheless, you know, so he's got, he's got the genes fine. So they trade Pierre Strong. They cut Kevin Harris. They cut Ty Montgomery. They cut J.J. Taylor. They cut uh, C.J. Maribel. They cut everyone, right? By the way, I said it 
I will continue to say it about J.J. Taylor. J.J. Taylor is Bam Childers. He is. I'm sorry. Someone else can pick him up. And you said that, you know, it sounded like he didn't want to come back. Fine. That's fine. Uh, in my opinion, he's shown in the regular season he can't get it done. That's my opinion. Some people might disagree. And maybe he will prove me wrong on that. And I hope he does because he's worked his butt off to get where he is right now. Yeah. But I've, I haven't seen it from him in the regular season. I don't think he's the guy that they need. Um, and so you have to assume that at least one of those guys will come back on the practice squad. I would think it'd probably be Kevin Harris, but then you say, well, they don't have a receiving back. That's why the time Montgomery thing is so strange because you just assumed that Montgomery would be the guy because they needed a receiving back, but Zeke's a good receiver and Ramondre is too. So maybe they figure those two can get the receiving done. Well, and that's one of those for like the Zeke signing is interesting in that he's such a good short yardage back and, and like pass blocking back that he can take a lot of the reps off of Ramondre and let Ramondre be a true offensive weapon on third down. And you could put two of them out there at the same time if you wanted and use Ramondre a little bit as a receiver. I don't know how often you'd actually do that, but he kind of allows Ramondre to be a, a third down back and a first down back at the right. same time. True. Uh, but yeah, it's just not a lot of, like you get so much wear at running back and there's not a lot of bodies. We talked to, I think the, the last episode, the two of us were on with Mike last week. I had mentioned, hey, like, what's going to go on a running back? None of these guys have to distinguish themselves. Who's going to come out? How many are they going to keep? We assumed they were going to keep at least some of them. But this is one of those. Where it's like I, we all we all watched the game and we've read the practice reports. And none of these guys had distinguished themselves. And maybe some of them come back. I don't think right. they're bad players. But there's nobody there where you're saying, hey, if we don't keep this guy, we're going to be worse if we have to grab somebody from the waiver wire. I think there's a lot of players there that are just kind of just a guy. And you swap out. Uh, I mean, Kevin Harris is a guy I could see back in New England or back on the practice squad or something like that. Because that's what they did last year. Yeah. Um, but he's fine. I mean, that's yeah, the thing. You can, you can get these guys fine in the running back market for you know pennies on the dollar at any point in the season. <laughs> Right. Well, Thad Skywalker mentions Kareem Hunt, who's still a free agent. Interesting, right? Interesting. And so, you know, I, they, I mean. Would they let him come to New England? I know he has a, a little bit of a, a sketchy history there. I don't know if yeah, Kraft will allow that maybe one. Maybe not. That's a good point. Maybe yeah. not. So we'll see. Also, I'd like to point out this. First of all, hello to Gary over in uh, England, who's working the night shift as usual. Um, I, Rod Dunn, bro, who do you like? LOL. At. That's that's the quote that's the quote of the night for me, man. Like that's it, bro. Usually I get I get yelled at for liking everyone and being too positive. And <laughs> now Rod's saying I don't I don't like anyone and I love that. It makes it makes me happy to see something like that. I do like a lot of players. Too yeah. sometimes too much. I fell in love with Trey Nixon. It's not great. I'm still holding out hope for my guy training. He's team. still in the franchise. He's you know, that's he's true. That's right, baby. Yeah. So you know, uh, but but no, but but for real though, it's it's no one in the running back room set themselves apart. Nobody made it so that the Patriots were like, oh yeah, that guy has to be on the roster. The, no one did, right? And and yeah. maybe, right? Maybe Ty Montgomery comes back. Maybe Kevin Harris comes back on the practice squad. Maybe, who knows, right? But. For right now, I'm not heartbroken that we lost any of these guys, right? I think Montgomery can be a player for them. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I just don't know what we're going to see. Gonna, and Montgomery's the kind of guy, like, he he hasn't been that productive because he can't stay on the field. And are you, 
you're going to risk a, a roster spot on your 53 and lose one of these other guys for somebody who in two weeks might be on injured reserve because he tweaked something. Right. Um, that's kind of how his career has been. And at some point, you know, we're not, not going to build around somebody who you can't count on at all. And uh, yeah, that's I think, the story there. And it's, this is the duality of build the GM. Uh, a lot of bad draft picks that we talked about here. Three offensive guys already from last year we've talked about gone. Yeah. But the flip side of that is, you know what? None of these guys have really shown up and, you know, it, shame on Bill for drafting them, but good on Bill for getting rid of them and moving on and going to the next thing. There's no sense in just hanging on to somebody who goes, oh, well, we drafted them and we want to see. If you know they're right. not good, move on and go to the next thing. Uh, you get a lot of draft picks and keep keep the good players and figure the rest out after. Exactly. Also, Rod, don't apologize. Oh, Rod's, in the, Rod's in the comments apologizing. Do not apologize, <laughs> sir. Okay? Nothing to be sorry about. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Um, I just think it's funny because people are always like, "You're way too positive," and I'm like, "Wow, look at this!" Some unless it's, unless it's JJ Taylor, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so uh, let's flip to tight end because there's a little tight end discussion going on um in the chat as well about only keeping two tight ends. And tight end, I think, is the same exact conversation we just had at running back, right? Yeah. Did we think Matt Sogel was going to be tight end three? Probably. But is anyone rushing to sign Matt Sokol? Like, no, of course not. So yeah. you can cut that guy and stick him on your practice squad. So he's a he's a blocker, fine, right? And Murph said, you know, uh, that uh, – what's his name? That Tyrone Wheatley is going to be tight end three because he played tight end in, in college. But, you know, you're looking for – and I almost think – and I know they kept extra offensive line depth because of the injuries, but – you can look at that offensive line if you're just looking for a blocking tight end. Well, just throw an extra tackle out there like they used to do for yeah. years, right? And so I understand, but like, I don't know. I'm not, again, I look at it and I'm like, there's no one that like I'm even halfway excited about, right? Maybe Johnny Lump could yeah. turn into something eventually, but like, I didn't see anything from him that I was like, oh my God, we got to keep that guy. Yeah, and I think I think the story, one of the stories of camp at all three of the positions we've talked about here, quarterback, running back, tight end, was waiting for somebody down the depth chart to do something, yeah. and in all three, nobody did. So why keep him? Right. Uh, and I think Sokol would probably Ferks her, end up staying in the building here in the practice squad, and you know, call him up when you need him. If Henry gets hurt or Gasicki gets hurt, you have an actual tight end body who you can promote when needed. Yep. Yep. Um, but, you know, if they leave, you can find another guy like that. Uh, you know, Devin Asiasi just got cut. If you want to bring him back into the building and try that again, you can do it if you want Let's to. Not, like there's, no, but like there's, there's plenty of guys who are like yeah. just like that, who like you can, you know, all right, we'll find somebody for him. Scotty Washington, like last year, coming in and like making plays in the game out of nowhere, setting up that Jacoby Myers touchdown. Um like you can tight end three, you can scrape the bottom of the barrel and be fine. And I do, I actually really like the idea of Terrence Whitley Jr. being kind of your tight end three and a blocker who can come in and do stuff. If you're trying to run the ball, I think that'll be good. And I think that's a better use of the roster spot than Sokol or Ferkser or any of the other guys who are on the street right now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, you know, and look, I don't think there's a ton to talk about a tight end. Like there just isn't. The, the, the guys weren't very good. They kept the two guys Everybody that play. Everybody is who we thought they were. Right. So there's no surprise yeah. here. And honestly, you have too many players at other positions that are important 
to look at it and say, we have to do this. It just doesn't, you know, and, and Mike Larry, by the way, says tight ends aren't even signed for next year. He's right about that. Like they're both on one year deals. And I agree with that. And so maybe one of those guys gets extended, but that doesn't change the fact that the guys that were the depth pieces weren't good. So it's like, you don't need to bring that guy on just because you don't have a guy signed for next year. You can worry about next year, next year. That doesn't matter. You know, so if you want, if you want to make sure you get somebody as good as Matt Sokol on next year's roster, I guarantee you can do that next year in free agency. Right. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And Uh, I do think this highlights going into the draft. They're probably going to need to draft running back and tight end. um, Oh yeah. For sure. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also shout out to Simon. Um, who's tuning in from New Zealand. Appreciate you tuning in, my friend. Uh, oh, well, that's not, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. I really <laughs> didn't. I really didn't mean to do that. I, uh, pull up this, yeah. but I did pull up this happy as crappy, but, but that was, that was not intentional, but I will say, I will say that's one of my best takes. When people were, were chanting zappy, I flipped in the stands. I was so mad. I tweeted it out. People go, like, Oh, he sucks. Yeah. He was, uh, I'm like, all right, dude, what do you want me to do? So, yeah. Oh, dude, Joe Judge? I would take Joe Judge's job in a second. That'd be great. Um, uh, should we do – so we, we talked about the spots. They have, like, no players. We They have – how many how many players? This is five players on the roster we've talked about. Yeah. And yeah. you get the, the wide receiver, they have six, seven if you count Slater. Offensive right. line, yeah. they have 11 right now. Wild. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, you know, I think I think the thing about eleven is that you know that some of those guys aren't going to be on the roster. Um, you would assume that one of those guys gets cut. Maybe someone ends up on the IR um, for four weeks, right? And is and is out for a bit. So you know, there's no way that they're going to stay with eleven guys. You know what I mean? So it just it doesn't make any sense, right? And so. Yeah. And that's that's the part of it for me that's just like, all right, well, like they can't, but they don't have the depth and guys are hurt. So like maybe this guy goes to IR, maybe they do this with this guy, maybe you know, so like you play the you play the game. Riley Reef, I would assume, is going to IR, but he has to get through in the 53 man roster. He has to. And so yeah. if that's the case, you have to keep him on the 53. And it just it is what it is. And then you make a move. Right. Yeah. And, and then you make a move. Yeah. And if we do some quick math here. Like, we, we know that they're going to add a quarterback at some point here. And it might not happen in week one. They might, you know, stash some guys in the practice squad, elevate them for week one, figure it out from there. Right. But at some point, they're going to need a quarterback. At some point, they're going to need a running back. And we, uh, we haven't gotten the defense yet. But when Calvin Munson got cut. There was a lot of reporting immediately that was like, hey, he's coming back. Like, yeah. He's a cut, but he's coming back. Right. Because he doesn't have to go through waivers and he's cheap. Um that's three spots, and that means you know something ha- something's happening. You know you're you're finding three roster spots. I think the easiest spots to do that are wide receiver and offensive line because Tyquan Thornton's banged up. You know injured reserve gives you a spot. Riley Reese banged up, injured reserve gives you a spot. That gets you to ten. You can still cut a guy, and I wonder if they might cut one of the, the guys that they traded for on Monday. Right. It's true. That's- no, it's true. And that's, or, yeah, you know, it's a little city. So Foxborough flu, maybe. Well, and that's, and so you don't know, right? Does another guy end up on the IR? Does, does an unexpected guy end up on the IR? Someone that we didn't expect to end up on the IR all of a sudden ends up on the IR. He's out for four weeks. Someone else jumps in, right? 
is it going to be Tyquan Thornton, who we haven't talked about receivers yet. We'll get there. But, like, you know, for the offensive line, you need depth pieces. And you mentioned this. We talked off the air, Matt. You were mentioning one of the guys they traded for. There's a possibility, maybe, that we trade we traded for one of those guys, and one of those guys ends up getting cut. You bring them both in. You give them a tryout. You see you, you liked what you had from them pre-draft. You're like, hey, we like these guys. We like the, you know, the the um, potential they have. Let's see what they got. And then you bring them in, and you're like, you yeah, know, this guy isn't good, and you cut him. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. And people say, well, you wasted a six round pick. Well, no, you didn't. You gave up a six round pick to get a guy you were probably going to claim on waivers anyways. Well, and you know who they, you know, which sixth round pick they gave up? They gave up the one they got from trading away Justin Huron. You're just, right. you know, forwarding a tackle for another tackle later on, essentially. Even exactly. Gear Strong, you look at what happened at running back, they clearly weren't going to be keeping him. So right. you get two free shots here to evaluate tackles. And the guys we're talking about here, Tyrone Wheatley, we mentioned, and Lowe from, from Minnesota who came yeah. in. Um, you know, they're, they're good athletes. They can do a lot. I think Wheatley's probably the better of the two right now. So Lowe, if, if I had to pick one of those two guys to not be on the team in two weeks, I think Lowe is probably the one. Um, but yeah, the other the other thing we got here is good news today. I think when we're making our roster projections, nobody has Calvin Anderson on their right. projection. He comes off the NFI list today. He's back. You know, we don't know exactly what happened, but he said, you know, he's, He's feeling better now. He's ready to go. And he says his career was in jeopardy. And now he's back uh, playing with a little more heart in it uh, a little bit after that is, I think, what he said, something like that. Yeah. So, you know what? That's one of the guys you signed. And we now went healthy. And they're all working to come back. I don't know when we're seeing everybody. But Brown, Strange, Andrews, Awenu, Calvin Anderson, not a bad starting offensive line. He gives you a couple tackles in City So, and then these guys to back them up. You got some guard backups in there. So you have backups across the board. You can keep nine offensive linemen, maybe 10 offensive linemen, feel good about all the guys you have. It's feeling a lot better than we did on Friday or even, you know, Monday when some of these trades came through. And Calvin Anderson's not the best, but if you're good at the other four spots, you can deal with having Calvin Anderson at right tackle. That's fine. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. And it's going to depend on, you know, whether City So, I'm not City So, I'm sorry, whether Cole Strange, right, and Mike Onwenu can come back healthy. If both those guys are healthy, then they're okay because they have the starting four. That's the way it goes, right? And so we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? But if those guys are healthy, I feel good about it. If they're not healthy, then you're probably getting like a Tony Moffey and I don't even know who on the right side. So that that's that's the scary part for me if those guys are hurt. And so you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think it makes sense. And the right tackle position, and people are pissed about it, and I understand people are pissed about the right tackle position. But the thing to consider about the right tackle is, is that, <clears throat> excuse me, they took a bunch of shots at it. They took a shot at a veteran, Riley Reef, who – had a decent year last year. Not great, but a decent year last year. They took a shot on the guy, Calvin Anderson, who had traits that they liked, who showed promise. Not amazing, but showed promise. Everyone talks about the draft, and they say, oh, you know, they didn't go after this. They didn't do this. They didn't do this. The top three picks, I don't know how you can look at the top three picks and, and, and wish they had drafted anyone else. So now all we're looking at is Jake Andrews and beyond. 
there were there was one tackle taken between Jake Andrews and City So. One. And that's Dewan Jones. So that's the one guy that they didn't get a chance at taking because they took Jake Andrews. So you can disagree with the Jake Andrews pick all you want. That's fine. But I don't know. I like Dewan Jones. I liked Dewan Jones when we were, you know, he was in one of the mock drafts that right that I that I went through and picked for the Patriots, and I liked them a lot. But, you know, they like so at right tackle. They took him over all of the other tackles that were on the board. That's what they did. Yeah. And you can disagree and, with that, and that's okay, but that was the process for them that they draft, They signed a few guys, and they drafted a developmental guy that they feel like could be a tackle. Um, and, and by the way, I, he hasn't been – he hasn't been fantastic, but he's been pretty good at right at right tackle. I thought when I saw. Oh, and he's him. got. Oh, he's gotten better. I think with each week, which is the big thing. And like I think, I think so. Mafi and Andrews all give you like regular backup level offensive line play right, right now from rookies, and I'm okay with that. I mean, you can live with that. Um, yeah. And like I, I think if you have an issue with what the Patriots did this offseason at tackle, I understand it. That's fair. If you wanted them to go after one of the high-priced guys, I get it. I prefer this strategy because I don't think the high-priced guys available were that much better than Riley Reeves and Calvin Anderson and Connor McDermott. I don't think there's that big of a gap there, and I'd rather take three shots than take one shot when the when the guys aren't that different. Uh, but that's a totally different thing than you know being upset this week. They, they, these guys got injured. That's the issue. Connor McDermott's on injured reserve. Now, Riley Reef is probably headed that way with the fact that he got hurt on Friday. Calvin Anderson got hurt and he got sick and didn't practice until today. Yeah. Cole Strange got hurt the first day of padded practices. Michael, when you got hurt last year and is working his way back from a surgery, like yep. sometimes injuries just happen. That's the NFL and you deal with it. Um, I like the adjustment with the guys that they did pick up. Um, and I also want to mention yeah, Murph in here with the comment. If both of both of those guys and on Wayne and Strange are healthy, this is the best line in the AFC East. He is absolutely correct. Go take a look at the lines that the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins have right now. They're not good. The Patriots, like I don't love what the Patriots bring out right now. They probably have the best line in the East in a deep in a, a division stacked with defensive lines. And you know, Aaron Rodgers is not the most uh, mobile guy in the world anymore at the age he is. Tua is not mobile and he has his injury issues. So that makes me feel a lot better about you know the Pats than I than I do about the Jets or the Dolphins right now, just when it comes to protecting the quarterback. Mac's not the most mobile guy, but I don't think and we, we saw him get injured last year, but I don't think he's as injury prone or I don't know. I feel at least as good about my about protecting the quarterback as any team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break for, for a word from our sponsors. We're going to come back. We're going to talk wide receiver, and then we'll flip over the defense. There's not a ton to talk about on the defense, guys. There's a little bit, no. obviously. We'll get into it, but yeah. there's not as much to talk about as the offense, obviously. So we'll get into a quick word from our sponsors, and uh, and we will be right back. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. 
You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Restrictions apply. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, so we are back. Uh, so let's get to the wide receivers. Okay, let's get the wide receivers. Um, and for the wideouts... No real surprise here, right? Of course, the no. two six-round rookies make it, which going into training camp was a little bit of a surprise. But Pop Douglas looked great from the beginning, has been banged up a little bit, hasn't played quite as much. Um, and then Kayshawn Booty has just has separated himself in these past few weeks where you look at it and say, Kayshawn Booty deserves a role in this team. And I don't see how they would have cut any of these six guys None of them would have made it to, um, to you know, through waivers. And there was some chatter that people were calling about Kendrick Bourne, and the Patriots said, nope, not interested. He's not moving. He's sticking around, which I think is a great sign for their plans for him this year. Yeah, I thought, and I know this is something we talked about last week with Mike Cadillac, where we were talking about, you know, injuries and youngsters. He assumed I was talking about, you know, wide receiver and, like, all the, the questions there. I kind of feel like there haven't been any questions about who's going to make the team at receiver for about two weeks now. Uh, I think you had two roster locks, a clear one-two punch in Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, but I do, I'm really excited to see in week one, I want to see how these guys play together. Kendrick Bourne has been great all camp. And I kind of think, you know, once they got Kendrick Bourne to buy back in and change out the coach, I wasn't really thinking about, a trade at all at that point because we've seen him be a productive player then. Um, once he got him to buy in, I thought it was going to be fine. Tomorrow Douglas earned his roster spot. Tyquan Thornton was going to at least make the 53 man. What happens from there? We don't know, but he's going to make it. And Kayshawn Booty, in the last two, three weeks, he's looked really good in camp. He's showing out and he got that touchdown in Green Bay. He played like one series last week. He, his, he had his roster spot. And outside of that, you know, Trey Nixon's hurt, unfortunately. Rowley Webb wasn't going to make this team as a receiver. I can tell you that much. Billy Cunningham was not going to make this team as a receiver. And it's Tyrick Pitts, who I thought looked good for a practice squad guy, but really had never had a shot at making this this roster right now. So I thought this had a clear divide between the haves and the have-nots. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's the guys you would expect. I just want to see them go out there and play now. Right. Well, and, you know, people say, Shreemar Gavin, to the, that booty is slow. And, and we've heard that, that booty is slow. He doesn't look slow on the football field. No, it's, I, I have issues about, but like, he, I don't know about his explosiveness, but he's, speed's not really the issue for him now, uh, especially because he looks healthier. And even his 40 time was, was fine. He's not a slow receiver, that's for sure. Right. So, you know, he's not the, the fastest guy in the world, but some of these guys don't need that. He just gets open. 
it's just really sick. It's really easy, right? So, um, yeah. so we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I, I like. I think Booty is a, a pretty good receiver against zone too. That's what I've noticed. Um, he's not always the best separator against man, but he has a real good sense of like how to throttle down and find holes in the zone. He's got good hands. He's hard to tackle after the catch. He's almost built like a running back. Um, and I still, I don't know how high his ceiling is. I don't know if he'll ever reach the athletic peak he had coming out of high school again. But I also don't think he needs to. I think he can be a very valuable possession receiver to mix in. Agreed. Um, and I think the question here is if Taekwon Thornton's healthy. Uh, and that's the first question, if he's healthy. And then if he is, like, what role does he play? Um, right. How do they balance it? Because Booty might be the odd man out um, for the active roster, I don't think they're the game day roster. I don't think they're gonna. I think one of these guys will be inactive. It'll be Thornton or Booty, and I think that'll tell us a lot right there. Right. Um, yeah, agreed. Well, and I, I, you know, yeah. so to sum up the offense, we're gonna get more running backs. Who knows who it's gonna be? Probably Ty Montgomery, but who knows? We're gonna get another wide receiver, another quarterback, but my I have no idea who it's going to be. It could be any of the guys mentioned in the chat, from Colt McCoy to Tom Brady to to Cam Newton <laughs> to Will Greer. Yeah. Who knows, right? Um, and know. then, you know, at, at wide receiver, I think things are going to shake out. I think Taekwondo is probably going to end up on the IR, which isn't great, but it just is what it is. And so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So, And I, I will also, I'll also note here, not all of that may happen by week one. You go back, I think it was 2020 when they – they started the season with no kickers on the active roster. It just promoted from the practice squad for a little bit while they were figuring things out. Right. If but, Zappy ends up on the practice squad, then you might not see any movement. And they're just going to promote him from the practice squad for week one. And, you know, we'll figure it out one week at a time. And that's what, at the end of the day, what matters is that you have enough guys in the building to do the reps and that somebody can be a backup on game day. And it's also... We talked so much about the emergency QB thing and if they were going to keep three QBs, and that all looks really silly right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, so all right, let's flip over to the defense side of the ball. There's a lot on offense to talk about, and I know that people want to talk about the offense more because there's a lot more question marks on the offensive side of the football. I totally understand that. I, I get it. I totally get it, right? Because... You know, it's one of those things. I get it. I People are upset about it. People want to, you know, vent about it. People want to talk about, you know, Bill did this or this guy did that or this guy's, you know, not good or this guy, you know, I understand that. But the defense is where we get over to the real talent on the team, the playmakers, oh, yeah. the really solid players. Um, and so, and by the way, Zach Coons, did he get released by the Jets? He must, I've heard that. I've seen that. He name must have, right? And so, have. so maybe, but I don't yeah, know, man. Yeah. I look at it and I'm just like, you know, I guess. But to claim a guy off waivers, you have to keep him on the active roster for three weeks. And I don't, I just don't, I just don't think that they're going to sign a tight end to the active roster unless they love Zach Koontz and then they go out and get him. Maybe, I guess, but like, I'd be surprised if they signed a guy to the active roster. Um, for me, yeah. at least, you and, know. Uh, yeah, unless somebody becomes available that we didn't expect to be available. True. Good point. But, yep. But even then, it's like you know, if you're trading for somebody and it's somebody who's worth making the move for, then they're probably better than 
Mike Gesicki or Hunter Henry, but are you even going to make that deal then? I don't know. You got two good tight ends. I think you just put some bodies somewhere at the back end and figure it out later. Agreed. Agreed. Thanks for watching from uh, from Arizona, Robert. Appreciate it. Going to feed awesome. his neighbor's horse. It's pretty cool. Um, nice. Anyways, no defense. real surprises on defense. I guess the two, the three guys actually that I'll point out that made the team that were questionable – Defensive line, Sam Roberts. I mean, Sam Roberts from the very beginning of training uh, of the preseason when he took that horrendous 15-yard penalty and then had another offsides penalty. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. So I mean, He had two 15-yard penalties in there because he had a hands to the face. Uh, that's right. So it was not, not a good outing by him, but he has just continuously played his butt off and looked like the guy that won the D2 Heisman. Right, whatever that, whatever that, whatever that uh, award is called, he won the D two Heisman, the same award that Kyle Duggar won. Um, and then two linebackers listed as linebackers, at least Penny Jennings and Mac Wilson. And Mac Wilson's a guy that he's not a perfect player. He's not great against the run. His reads aren't great, but he he's a he's an okay player. I know why they kept him. Um, he plays special teams too. Right, um, which, which is a factor. Which I, I had, I swapped out. We saw Carl Davis didn't make the team. I swapped out Carl Davis for Sam Roberts in my last Roger yep. roster projection because I think we saw some really good play from Roberts and not from Davis. Uh, Mac Mac Wilson over Calvin Munson, I think, was the shock to me because of how well Munson played in the preseason finale and how integral the special teams he's been. Yeah, but again, we heard that Munson's supposedly going to be coming back. Um, so I don't know how to read that. I feel like that's a lot of linebackers to keep. I don't think you need Mapu Wilson and Chris Board and Calvin Munson all on the roster, but it seems like that's what they want to do. I don't know. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me either. So, I mean, because if you look at it, you're looking at Bentley, Tavai, Mapu, Board, Mac Wilson, and, and Calvin Munson. That's six off-ball linebackers. Six, you know, and obviously you have Judon, Penny Jennings, and Uche, but those guys are edge guys. But like, why do you need six off ball linebackers? And I, I get that Chris Board is going to be more of a special teams guy, but still, well, six. and part of that's because if you're not, if you're only carrying two tight ends and they're not really playing special teams, you get those bodies from the linebacker room, right? But right. still, that's a lot. And I think I, I just know, don't I think the next, I think the next guy you're going to talk about too is Sean Wade making it in the corner room, and I think yep. it's fair. Sean Wade's improved from last year, but I think it's fair to look at this and say, hey, we're keeping Mac Wilson and Sean Wade. We might be making a spot for Calvin Munson to come back. Like that's obviously, you know, you need your special teamers and these guys have played well at points, but yeah, where do you, where do you get the depth for other spots? How do you, how do you balance this? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you really can't keep nine linebackers on the team. And I, I understand they play a lot of linebackers. I get that. But like, you know, you can't devote 16 players to your front seven or your defense. It's too many. It's just too many on, on a 53-man yeah. roster. So, you know, so, that's something. there's another move coming. Yeah, which uh, is possible, right? Maybe they trade Mac Wilson. Maybe they maybe something's going on with someone else. I don't know, right? Unless unless they look at Mapu and they say, no, nope, he's going to be a safety, not not a linebacker. Then again, you can five safeties, but, safety. you know, whatever. Right, whatever. Five safeties is something they've done. That's fine. Um, yeah, you can live so. with that. But yeah, I thought, and it's somebody mentioned Ronnie Perkins too in the chat at some point. 
he had probably his best game in a Patriots uniform Friday yeah. night. I just I, I said it after the game, and it, I said it now. I think it's it was just too little, too late for him. Um, literally leaving it all out on the field. I'm assuming you saw that, Pat. I sure did. Um, and yeah, no, I, I would have liked to see him stick around in any other circumstance, but I think you know he needed a lot more of that earlier for this to actually right. change his. Well, his and I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's a guy that gets thrown in the practice squad because he showed some of that potential at the end. Which would be and nice. he'll land. He'll land somewhere. He was a third round pick. He's an edge guy. You know, yeah. Derek Rivers. I think is still hanging around Houston right now as kind of a similar type guy in some ways, like a, a day two guy with Patriots drafted, just kind of hung around. Um, if Perkins doesn't end up back in New England, he'll be claimed or signed somewhere, and I'm sure he'll get another shot. So I hope that works out for him. Uh, just tough with the the injuries for him. You know, kind of a red shirt first year anyway, because that's how it was going to be, and then miss your second year due to injury, and by then, you know, Anthony Jennings broke out, and Uche broke out, and you just drafted Keon White, and right. Sam Roberts is rosterable, and there goes your roster spot. <laughs> yeah, I agree, and that's – so that's one of those things. So we'll see what happens with him. Yeah. I, he's a, I think he was the only guy in that draft rated a 90 or above against the run in the past. So – and that's PFF, but still – you know, yeah, PFF loved him. I think it, he's he's good. The projection was always if he was going to be athletic enough to actually keep up that production at the next level, and just hasn't stuck yet for him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, someone asked about the practice squad. How many players can be in the practice squad? That number is sixteen. Yeah, sixteen players on the practice squad. And I don't know off the top of my head, but it gets divided further based on how many years of experience you have. Like there's certain caps based on how many years you play, yeah. how many guys you can keep in each category. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's kind of hard to explain. So your best bet for that is probably going to be just to Google it and try to try to figure it out yourself. Uh, because right. I don't even think all the media guys know this. It's tough. No, um, it's, I definitely don't. And it almost doesn't stuff, matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the two that. players, the two, the two secondary players, and of course, Jalen, Jalen Mills gets kept as a safety, which I think makes a lot of sense. The two mm-hmm. secondary players that I think uh, probably deserve the most talk here would be, I think, at least Sean Wade and Amir Speed, right? And Murph mentioned Amir Speed. Can I, can I do guy, some Amir Speed stuff here? Because I, I got some thoughts. Do it. Yeah. So I think Murph says, I think Speed is here because Bolden got hurt. I do think he's here because somebody's hurt. I just don't think it's Isaiah Bolden. I think he's here because Cody Davis is on the puck list right now. Davis is a guy who's the personal protector on the punt team, the last line of defense before the punter, you know, fast, can make tackles, very good on special teams. Speed has that experience at the college level of being a special teamer for a long time in college. He's very athletic. And from the first preseason game, the Patriots gave him some of those looks of, uh, some of those important special teams looks on the punt team, I think is what matters because kickoffs matter less now. Punts right. still matter. And having a guy who's the last line of defense who you can trust to block for your punter and keep him clean while also being able to get down the field, get involved in plays and make tackles is important. And Speed showed his ability to do that from literally his first snaps. And I've actually kind of had him as a roster lock since about week one, week two of the preseason because he was with the starters in a very important special teams role right off the bat and kind of came off the field early in that. And they, I think they made it clear that they felt he was a core guy there who could be very impactful. And I like it. Maybe, maybe he turns into something as a defender too, but 
in the graphic that they posted today, you know, they, they have the colors for offense, defense, special teams. And, you know, Matthew Slater, Brendan Schoolder, Chris Board, and Amir Speed all had the special teams color with the kicker, punter, and long snapper. I think it tells yeah. you all you need to know. Agreed. And it's and Murph mentions no no undrafted free agent. No, the streak ends. I think Amir Speed is basically that. This is the kind of guy who yeah. you would have as an undrafted free agent, except you had a million picks. So you're just drafting him instead of sort of picking him up later. Right. And what's interesting about that is that this is the first year I can remember in a while, at least that I think, I don't think they did this last year where outside of Isaiah Bolden, who obviously got hurt, they kept all of their, they kept all of their draft picks. None of the guys got cut, right? None of the guys are going to end up on the free, on the, uh, on the practice squad. So for them to keep everyone is interesting, right? And again, they had a ton of picks, so they were drafting guys at the end. And so um, it's, you know, I think I think it makes sense for what they did. I like the initial fifty-three for the most part. And here's one thing I'll talk I'll say about Bill really quick because we're getting we've gotten a few uh, a few comments about Bill and and you know that Bill's that if Mac doesn't play well, Bill's job is in jeopardy, and that people are sick of Belichick. And I get all that. And people, oh, he's twenty-five and twenty-six since Brady retired. I I understand all of that, right? The Patriots are in the middle of a rebuild right now. I know you don't want to hear that. The Patriots are in the middle of a rebuild. That's what's where we're at right now. They're trying to rebuild their roster because they went all in with Tom Brady in 2019, in 2018, 2019. They won a Super Bowl in 2018. They were bounced out of the first round in 2019. And so because they went all in, because they spent a ton of money, because they spent draft capital on guys that A, either didn't work, or B, you know, were guys at not super important positions, a.k.a. Uh, Sony Michelle, which, again, you draft Nick Chubb, whatever. We can talk about that, you know, another time. But yeah. but the, the, other, the, other, the other thing for me is that I just look at it and say, you know, we're rebuilding here, right? Yeah. And so it, it's, it's one of those things, right? And Brady goes to Tampa and automatically wins the Super Bowl, and yeah. That's great. That team was nasty. And the amount of turnovers that they – they went 7-9 the year before Brady went there. I believe I believe the number was 31. I believe Jameis Winston was responsible for 31 turnovers in 2019. He was in the 30-30 club, 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. I know. It, it's incredible. No, so then – so then maybe the number was like 37. I think he had like 31 interceptions and six lost fumbles. It was outrageous how many turnovers. And they went seven. They had seven wins with him having yeah. almost 40 turnovers. So, like, think about how good that team was. Now you bring Brady in and they win the Super Bowl. Like, they were ready to go. The Patriots were not. They had to, they had to pull a full reset. And, again – you can blame Bill for that because he's the GM. That's okay. You can do that if you want. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to look at it and say they're rebuilding. They've done okay for for well, a team that's rebuilding. Well, they've done okay. Well, and they had, you know, uh, they would go all in 2018, 2019, try to maximize the end of the Belichick era or the Brady era. Excuse me. Um, and, you know, wheels fall off midway through 2019. Injuries had quite a bit to do with that. Um, and you always knew when Brady left that, you know, you, you were kind of putting everything on a credit card. It was all going to come due at some point with the way they were doing the contracts. And 
2020 was the year you paid that off. That team wasn't good. It was never going to be good. That was kind of always the plan. They're going to have a reset year in there, and that's fine. That's the way it happens. I will take one reset year for the six Super Bowls that we've won. That right. is a deal I can live with. Um, and 2021, you know, you draft a rookie quarterback, starts right away, and you go to the playoffs. And then you kind of take a mulligan on last season with Matt Patricia, and I don't love taking a mulligan on year two of a rookie quarterback. Let's make that clear. That's essentially what happened with last year's team. Um, and it's like, you know, you look at, look at the last three years, post-Brady, one of them they were never going to be competitive, and that was always part of the deal. I don't think you can count that right. against Bill. And they still finished 7-9. and nine. They weren't awful. Um, then they made the playoffs, and then last year, you can hold Bill responsible for the decisions that led them to where they were, but we can also kind of acknowledge that I think a lot of those decisions were isolated in that year and are unlikely to go forward from here. So, you know, of the years where they've really been trying <laughs> – post Brady, there's really only been one where they've had everything in place the way they wanted it to, and they went to the playoffs with a rookie quarterback. So, uh, and the other thing is, you know, even if Belichick loses his mind, I think he's earned the right to stay out there basically as long as he does, as long as the teams are somewhat competitive, which they still have been. They were one game out of the playoffs last year. Uh, they've been competitive every year since Brady left. So, well, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is, and that's Look, people are going to be upset, and there's and there's things you can't you can't please everyone. There's always going to be people upset. It just is what it is, right? And I think at a certain point, we just have to say, "All right, you know, let's just move on and, and kind of go from there." You know what I mean? And and so and yeah. so that that really is what it comes down to. At, at a certain point, you just have to look at it and say, "Like, all right, you know, to, what do you want me oh, to do?" You know, and I. I- I've seen a certain degree of griping about Brady leaving and stuff. I maybe maybe I'm too much of a Brady fan here, but like I actually have absolutely zero I have zero issue with how things ended between Brady and the Patriots. I mean, Tom Brady is a guy who has always said he's gonna play until he couldn't anymore. Right. And his childhood hero is Joe Montana, the guy who played his whole career in San Francisco until he didn't, and he dabbled in Kansas City for a little bit. And Belichick has always been the guy who's going to let somebody go a year too early rather than a year too late. Like the tea leaves have been there since like 2007 that Brady was probably going to play for a team that wasn't New England at some point. And you look at the contract stuff in 2019 and it was, all right, well, if you want Brady back in 2020, the rest of the team is going to have to stink. A lot of that because they missed on a couple draft picks. But, you know, you only got so much cap space. If you want to give it to Brady, the rest of the team's not going to be good. I'm fine with resetting. I'm very happy that Brady got his ring elsewhere. I think it was a situation that was amicable for everybody involved. The Patriots got their reset and got to move into the future with only one one reset of the cap. Brady got to go play somewhere else, have fun, do things a little bit differently, and win a Super Bowl. I, I'm, I have no no hard feelings about any of this. <laughs> Agreed. All right, let's be done. We've we've done we've done a Can long I, show here. Do one thing. We yeah. Touched, we, we, we oh yeah. Game, but we didn't really mention it. Um, yes, go ahead. I do think this is if we're talking about creating roster spots, there's one one way to create a roster spot that we haven't talked about here, and that's if Jack Jones gets suspended, that creates an opening. If they think that's something that's going to be coming from the NFL, right. I don't know if it is. Sean Wade yeah. makes a lot of sense. And even if you don't know, Sean Wade's an outside corner. Uh, we don't want to repeat a last year where you have no bodies on the outside and Jack Jones gets suspended and, you know, something happens to Christian Gonzalez or something happens to Jonathan Jones, two guys who 
aren't practiced right now, but who have gotten banged up in the last couple of weeks. I don't want Marcus Jones and Miles Bryant as my starting outside corners. Sean Wade's bigger and can help there. He also plays slot. He also plays free safety. I don't know if he's that good, but he looked better in the preseason. You're still trying to figure out the future at safety. You're figuring out a lot about this defense. I don't mind keeping a guy who, you know, can do a lot at a backup level. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and showing the position flexibility is huge. The fact that he can play safety a little bit or showed you he can play safety and is willing to play safety and can do it at a, at a passable level, I think gives him a little bit more. Um, and so we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll kind of see where all that goes from there. Um, yeah, and but Light yeah. Engine mentions if the NFL hasn't suspended him yet, they won't until its court case is over for Jack Jones. Very true. I think his next court date's mid-September uh, without right. really knowing exactly what date any of this stuff's going to come down. It's good to have an insurance policy there on the roster. Yep. Um, we yeah, the defense. Maybe it bleeds out. You know, you never know. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Do we want to briefly mention kicker two here, Nick Volk? I was going to say, you know, the fact that, you know, the kicker and the punter, I think we all expected Chad Ryland and Bryce Barringer to be in the mix and to be their starters week one. But, you know, you trade Nick Folk for a 2025 seventh-round pick. I think it was the right move for the Patriots. I think they were ready to move on from Chad Ryland. The last thing you want for a rookie, in my opinion, the last thing you want for your rookie kicker is to be looking over his shoulder at a guy who – has been doing it well for a long time and has been consistently good for you because now you miss one kick and all of a sudden you're worried. Right. And so that, that to me is one of those things where like I look at it and say, you know, that's the right move. Yeah. I mean, I think somebody, I wish I could give credit here and I don't remember who had it has all had all of like the stats on kicks. This might've been Mark Daniels. Potentially, um, but um, no. I mean, Nick Falk has just been a worse kicker than Ryland percentage-wise in camp, and they drafted Ryland with the fourth. Ryland making the team was never in doubt. It was just they were going to do the two kicker thing, and I don't know. I think the last week we could kind of figure out. Okay, it's just going to be one, and you get something back for Guy and Folk who wasn't going to make the team anyway. So I will yeah. uh, gladly take that, even though it's essentially nothing. A seventh round pick two years out. That's as close to nothing as you can get back for a trade in the NFL, but it's better than literally nothing. I know. And that's, you know what? And, and old man Ma was asking if we think we could have, he could, they could have gotten more for him. I, I think that that was pretty much the going rate for kickers. Um, and so, you know, that's just kind of where, that's kind of where it was, yeah. you know? And so, I think, yeah. And I also think if we're, if we're sitting here, talking about if you could have upgraded a seventh to a sixth with trading your backup kicker right, right. before the cut down deadline. Like it's the, we're at the end of the episode. Like, right. I agree. That's, I do agree. Yeah. That's yes. not, you're not, you're not losing a whole lot there and you get so paper with players. If you send somebody where they want to go anyway. So like, yeah. Yes. So let's do the trivia question. Before we get to the trivia question, I, one mm-hmm. thing I want to reach out to people and ask people if they would like to, to go in. I have about 30 spots left. So I want to see if people are interested I'm doing a um, – it's actually a fundraiser that I'm doing, and but it's it's Patriot Squares, all right? And so what it is, you pay 50 bucks for a square, and then um, it pays out at halftime and the final score of every game all year long. So you get 34 chances to win. I know Matt's got a square. I got two squares. Um, so you get 34 chances to win. So if you want to reach out, if you want to do it, um, 
half of it's going to go to I'm a teacher, half of it's going to go to my school and half of it's going to go to um, to the people. So again, 34 shots to win. I am going to rotate the numbers so you'll get five different sets of numbers. So you want the same number all year. Like if you end up with nine, two, you're not going to end up with that all year long, which is nice. So anyways, if you're interested in that, reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at, well, is it X now? Whatever. It's just Twitter. I'm calling it's, it Twitter. Yeah. It's at P lane underscore paths uh, is me on Twitter. My DMS are open. If you're interested in a square, just shoot me a DM and say, Hey, I'm interested in a square and I'll, and I'll message you back. So uh, if you'd like to great. And like I said, it's for a good cause for the school and whatnot. And it's fun. It's just like gives you something yeah. else to watch for uh, when you're out there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely do that. And like you said, goes to a good cause. So yes. So uh, all right, you, got, you got one trivia question here before, we, before we're yeah, out. And here? we'll do. Yeah. So the, the rules here, I think most people know now, but if anybody's coming in here now that we're getting close to the season, trivia question for us at the end of every episode, every winner is going to be entered to win something from the Patriots pro shop. We're still figuring out what it is, but it'll be something good. We're not going to send you home with like a keychain. <laughs> um, and um, now something substantial. We're going to do a couple of drawings this season. So every time you get a question right, you get an entry. That'll be the end of every episode. Answers in the live stream, or you can message us or comment or whatever after. Uh, the question in the last episode, uh, where is it here? Um, who has the Patriots record for most consecutive receptions made for touchdowns? The answer, Mike Vrabel with eight. Matt Mendino, congrats to him for getting that one. Um, so that was um, that was a good one there. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, our, our trivia question for tonight. I got a couple here, but I'm I'm gonna go with a, a weary one, and I'll I'll give you guys a, a little bit of a hint on it to at least narrow this down. Uh, but I liked the, I liked this question. Here, so here it is. An answer in the live stream right away. If you got it, who has the longest punt return in Patriots history that was not returned for a touchdown? And this is one I think a lot of you will remember when when you get the name. Uh, but one not returned for a touchdown. I saw this one and remembered it. And the hint I'll give you: this did happen in the Brady era. This did happen. Um, while Brady was quarterback. So hopefully that narrows it down. Uh, I'd like to, I think somebody can get this one. I throw a guess out there if you aren't sure. Why not? Ooh, good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I saw some people in the chat, by the way, talking about not being able to message on Twitter because they're not Twitter Blue members, which is silly. Does, does Threads have direct messages? Do you know? I have no idea. Um, but what Ray, so Ray uh, just mentioned that. I'm going to open up. The, I just sent him a, a quick message just so um, what Ray did in case you're wondering what Ray did was he sent me a message, a direct, <clears throat> excuse me, a message on Twitter. Just, just um, tagged me in a message on Twitter. And then I DM'd him. I'm not a Twitter blue m member either, but for some reason I was able to DM. So uh, you can start it that way too. If you want to do that, if you're not able to send me a DM, do that and we'll go from there. So yeah, I do that. Um, so tag one of us in a tweet and one of yes. us will see it and, We'll, we'll great. Like um, you guys. That was a great question, though. I like that question a lot. Anyone have it yet? No one has it yet, do they? Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to give that away. We'll let okay, the, all the right. answers keep coming in just, just for fun. We'll let people participate. If you want like the it. answer, tune in. We'll give it in the uh, we'll give it in the next episode, which I don't I don't know when exactly it's, it's going to be. We're, 
we're hoping later this week, but we're not 100 percent sure. We're waiting on a on a guest, so we'll see what happens and we'll figure it out. We're, we're working, yeah. We're working through some scheduling stuff. The uh, yeah, there's that hurricane going on down down south, which I think threw some a wrench in some of our our plans here with the guests. Yeah. So we'll we'll figure something out. We're gonna have a couple of previews coming down the down the pipe for you guys next. How many days until the season starts? We're under two weeks now. We are under two weeks. Under two weeks away. I think we are at 12 days. I think. Because today's the 29th, right? Today's the 29th. So I think we're at I think we're at uh, 12 well, days. Then it'll be 11. 11 days, and it's late, so we're basically. Ah, that's a good point. Days. Good point. Yeah, might as well, right? Yeah. Round it down. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. The chat. Thank you as always for uh, for it. being very involved. We really appreciate it. Love you guys, and uh, and we'll talk to you hopefully later this week. But if not, definitely next week. Take care, guys.